Do you ever wonder how to go after a passion project effectively? Let's ask a successful full-time YouTuber. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple pivots into for-profit leadership later, we're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We are so excited because today we have just uh, an incredible guest and just a really different perspective we get to uh, look into. We have Jacob Ayosa today from Australia. He is a YouTuber, actually just went full-time YouTube just a couple weeks ago because his, uh, in the last few years, he has grown his channel to 137,000 subscribers on YouTube, playing video games and just curating a, a great audience there and a great community. He is a creative genius, and I really, really mean that, and, and I'm so excited to be able to talk with him today. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Ted and Lisa. Great to be here. Oh, we are just so excited that you're here. Um, Jacob, could you share with our listeners a little bit about your background? I don't think many of them get to hear from someone who actually has made a career out of YouTube. So can you tell us a little yeah. bit about your backstory? Right. Uh, well, basically, I... I have a few sets of skills. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a primary school teacher here in Australia. Um, so I've studied primary school teaching, did teaching for a few years, um, but also in my spare time, I did some odd jobs, uh, video editing as well. Um, and now just as my background, I loved playing video games as a kid and growing up, um, even as an adult, I've just always loved video games because I think they're such a great uh, form of media for people to enjoy like they're so different to movies and tv shows because there's that extra level of interaction mm -hmm. so i've always kind of had this fascination of gaming um and so it was about 2015 or so when uh youtubing like, like playing video games was on the rise like you had people like pewdiepie um you know getting tens of millions of subscribers just by playing happy wheels and having lots of fun <laughs> yes. um, and so um so i was at the point where i was i just started teaching and so i'd go into schools and do um substitute teaching and i'd be chatting with kids just about video games because it's something i love um, and I'd always have these kids come up to me who are like eight to 10 years old and they're like, oh man, I love playing Grand Theft Auto 5 and Call of Duty. And I'm like, you're eight to 10 years old. Why are you guys playing these <laughs> games? And so that was like the main driving force for me of like, I like playing Mario and Mario Kart and Zelda. And these eight to 10 year olds are talking about, you know, um, games that are completely not appropriate for them so i'm like how can i show these kids that you don't have to be playing these games to have lots of fun and i'm like mm. everyone's watching youtube now i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make a youtube channel and you know it'll it'll start off really small and everything but it's can it can show kids that you know you don't have to be playing call of duty to have fun playing video games so um i did a little bit of research got a game capture card got a microphone got a little webcam and just started playing video games in front of the camera. And because I had this small skill of video editing in the past, I was like, oh, well, I can you know, make this really fun, add a bit of memes, um, you know, make it relevant for kids. And so it got to a point where I was just playing for friends just to start out with, just, as, just for fun. And then I just 
never really stopped making videos because it was something I loved doing. Like it was just a passion project for me. And a couple of years into that, it's just started growing to the point where all of a sudden Google contacts me with an email saying, oh, you've made $100. And I was like, oh, I made $100. I made money from this. So it just <laughs> kind of kept growing from there. And we're at the point now where, um, you know, five years later, it's a self-sufficient business. So um, for me, you know, there's still that aspect of showing kids that, you know, you don't have to be playing games with guns and violence and, you know, high sexual nature like Grand Theft Auto with strippers and stuff like that. You don't need that. You can still just have fun playing video games. And especially in this digital age of the internet, it can be a point of business for people, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. It, and I'm so excited to be able to dig more into uh, your backstory and kind of like your your approach to doing what you love and doing it in a way that impacts the world positively and, and all that stuff. We're going to be actually doing that in just a couple weeks, guys. So uh, be paying attention to the podcast. We're going to have Jacob back for a longer deep dive episode. But to kind of just wrap up this little quick teaser episode, we, we've been asking all of our guests this one question, and that is... If you can just imagine and think ahead uh, two generations, so your, your grandpa Jacob, and you're talking to your grandkids, what is one thing that you would want them to know, one thing that you'd want them to do? Okay. Um, if I were to tell my grandkids, I'd be like, oh, Jacob Jr. Jr. If they're asking <laughs> about jobs and stuff, um, you know, I think my, my big point of advice would be um, to, first of all, if you're going to pursue a passion project um, at least for the first couple of years or so just um, ensure that you've got something to fall back on like for mm. me it wasn't just a I'm going to quit my job straight away and do YouTube full-time there was so much more of a process of making sure that like I could sustain myself with this business before jumping full-time into it. Um, I know a lot of people do that and that's absolutely fine, but there's also that that aspect of, you know, there's a huge risk involved if you're going to do that. So for me, it was, um, a lot of it was finding a job that would allow me to have time to do YouTube stuff on the side and for them to be accepting of that and for them to even, you know, help out with that. Um, so um, I was teaching to start off with but then it came to a point where i was like well this youtube thing is doing really well it's probably not at the point where i can quit full time um but i started looking for other jobs so instead of teaching full time i became an, an after school care director instead so i would work in the morning and work in the afternoon but throughout the day i would have all this time to edit and so i could you know go to work come home edit videos go back to work and still maintain that really good balance of pursuing your your passions and your projects, but still also making sure that you've got something to fall back on in case it doesn't work out. And let's be honest, there's a lot of things that go on in the world which don't work out. A lot of people, you know, jump foot like headfirst into new careers and everything, only to find out that six months later they've got nothing. Mm. So, mm. Um, that's so that's good. one big aspect that. You know, you can, you know, follow your dreams, absolutely. But you've also kind of got to look after yourself as well. So that would be my my big thing. That's good. I love that wisdom. Like, uh, if, if we didn't mention it earlier, the name of his channel is Mr. A-Game. And I think it's interesting that Mr. A-Game is telling us that we got to make sure we have a good plan B. 
you know, just to, just to make sure that we Absolutely. that we're set up and being wise uh, with the risks that we take, taking calculated risk, mm-hmm. um, even when we're following mm-hmm. our passions, which I, th- I think is so countercultural. People are like, follow your dreams. It's like, yeah, smartly follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Well, uh, Mr. A-Game, we're excited, uh, Jacob, to, uh, to to talk more with you in just a couple weeks on the podcast. But uh, yeah. until then, where can our audience find you? Oh, well, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, just type in Mr. A-Game, or it's even uh, even in the, the podcast notes as well. Um, I'm also on Twitch, so I do live streams every uh, twice or three times a week on Twitch as well. Um, I've also got Instagram and Twitter where you can follow me there, which is yeah, pretty fun. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here, and we're looking forward to talking with you more in just a couple weeks. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, stay tuned for the next episode because we're learning about building a wall of financial security from a top real estate agent. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this content and feel that it's valuable, the best way you could help us is to go to iTunes, subscribe, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com.